Welcome to the Rugged Devotion Podcast. Rugged Devotion was started to inspire and encourage people with all kinds of stories to walk in the transforming power of Christ so that they might encounter redemption, healing, and restoration. A few times a month, we get together and we talk about that. You know, Jesus and life and all the things. Season 2, Episode 2 It's so great to be with you today. I'm so glad you joined us again. You know, I've been taking some classes online, and recently I had to do a sermon from a manuscript. Now, if you know me at all and you've ever heard me preach, you know that I don't preach from even notes or an outline. And so a manuscript sermon was a big deal for me, and I spent a lot of time, um, and I stressed about it a lot Um, and I delivered that last Thursday and I'm not really sure how that went over, but when I got done and I had timed it, I thought it's exactly the perfect length for a podcast and why waste it in just one place, right? So I just knew you guys would be just on pins and needles to hear my class project. So would you join me today and listen to my class project? Suppose we were all in the same room and I passed around a box and I asked you to put yourself in the box. What would you do? Would you attempt it? Would you say, that's impossible? Would you try to get creative and maybe come up with a different way to put yourself in the box? Maybe a picture of yourself or you would write down all the things that make you you and put them in the box. What if I told you the box was bigger on the inside than it was on the outside? Would that change anything? You know, often we try to put God in a box. How many times in life do we come into a situation with a certain set of parameters, thinking we know exactly how the God part of the story will play out? I'd like for us to look at a story in the New Testament today that I feel shows us an example of this. I'm in Luke 5 today. Luke was one of Jesus's followers and after Jesus left this earth, Luke took the time to write out many of the events that happened during his time with Jesus. He even wrote about the time shortly after Jesus left this earth and you can find those words in the book of Acts. But let's get back to Luke 5 because that's what we're talking about, right? So to set the stage, we're early on in Jesus's ministry, in the period where he's gathering his disciples. Historians and theologians don't seem to agree on exactly the way this story goes. You see, the story of Jesus calling his disciples can be found in other gospels, and each tell the event with a different flair. You shouldn't use this difference of detail to negate anything. If anything, we should see it as proof that these events actually happened. Different eyewitnesses have different perspectives and find different parts of a story worthy of mentioning. Here's a few things we do know. This is not Peter's first encounter with Jesus. We also know that Jesus has been doing his ministry long enough that people want to touch him. His touch was healing. 
But that's a whole different sermon or podcast. I keep telling you we're going to be in Luke 5, so let's get back there. I'm going to read to you Luke 5, and this is the way it's written in the New Living Translation. One day, Jesus was preaching on the shore of Galilee. Great crowds pressed in to him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge for the fishermen had left them there and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish that they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boats, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I am such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught. As were the others with him. His partners, James and John, and they were the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Wow, what a story, right? Let's take this slow and break it down for just a minute. Where do we see things getting boxed up? The crowd. They assumed that the land can find Jesus. They knew if they pressed in close enough, he would have to touch, speak, and heal from where he was. Jesus said, watch this. And he turns to Peter and he says, may I use your boat? And he shows the crowds that they don't set the limits of what he can do. We should never assume that the stage that we've set for Jesus in our life is the only place he can show up. Don't be surprised when you find Jesus in the most unlikely of places, sharing all that he is through people who are willing to give just what they have. You see, Peter's life was fishing. His boat was his life source. And he doesn't seem to wonder what will happen. He just looks at Jesus and says, sure, jump in. And because of his willingness, he is then in the amazing place to have the opportunity to sit at the feet of the master while he spoke. What a beautiful place to be. Speaking of Peter, even in his willingness, he's the very next person in the story to put God in a box. After the sermon was over, Jesus realized that Peter had nothing. There was no catch. He didn't have any fish. So he decided to speak to Peter in a way that he would understand. Peter, go to the deep. Let's fish for a bit. Now, Peter was raised doing this. He knows the ins and outs of fishing. You don't fish in the day. You don't fish in the deep. The fish in the deep are too big. They're not palatable. They're hard to clean. And so for just a minute, he gives Jesus the parameters of the box. Jesus, we fished all night and we didn't catch anything. 
I can just see him in his mind going, I don't see this going well. Yet Peter had encountered Jesus enough already to say, I know what the box looks like, but I've also watched you enough to know the box doesn't hold you. So if you say fish, Jesus, then fish we will. How often does God look into our lives and say, hey, let's go fishing in the deep. And we reply with all the logistics of the box. Well, you know, God, we already tried that. The deep, are you kidding? No one fishes in the deep, God. The stuff that lives in the deep is not tasty. It's hard to swallow. It's definitely hard to fit in this box that I have. And then somehow when we see the eyes of the creator of the universe looking back into our soul, we are reminded of all the times God was bigger than the box. So with just a bit of hesitation, we say, well, okay, God, let's go fishing. The story says they caught more fish than their nets or boats could hold. Again, Jesus pushes the boundaries of boxes. This moment rocked Peter. But not only did it rock Peter, it rocked those around him too. When Jesus shows up in your life and pushes the boundaries of your boxes that we have created, don't be surprised when those around us notice. When you and the things that you do for God push outside the walls of your box and start to look like what God has in mind for your life, people are going to notice. As we finish up, let's look at the last place we might find a box in this story. Fear. Fear often creates a box that we do our very best to stay in. Jesus could sense the fear in Peter, even after he had just witnessed the amazing catch of a lifetime. You see, Jesus had taken the thing that Peter was comfortable with, the thing that Peter did well, the thing he knew how to do, and Jesus burst the box wide open. Jesus' first statement to him was, don't be afraid. When God uses all of your talents, all of your gifts, all the resources that you're comfortable with, all the things that make you, you, when he uses those and does something incredible, my friend, don't be afraid. You see, Peter thought that the catch was the miracle. The miracle comes at the end when Jesus says, if I can take all that you're comfortable with and do amazing things, imagine what I can do with the stuff you don't even know about yet. Trust me. Follow me. Come, let's fish outside the box. I've got big plans. So let's go back to the beginning. We're all in the same room and I hand you a box again. And I say, put all of who you are in this box. And God steps into the story. And he looks at you and he says, oh, wait, wait, this one, this child of mine, this one was meant for more than a box. This one belongs to me. And if they'll leave this box right here, we're going fishing in the deep. Thank you.
Thank you for sticking around and joining me for my class project. It's really cool how God works a story and how God pushes us outside of the boxes that we try to create. I've seen that played out many times this week since delivering this sermon and know that as I record this, I'm praying over you and the boxes in your life that God is calling you out of. My friend, may you fish in the deep. Know that you are loved.